We're going to be in Psalm 46 today, talking about fear, uh, talking about finding uh, contentment and finding uh, stillness. So uh, get your Bibles out, turn to Psalm 46, prepare to read that. And I know there's a lot going on in our world, in our country, in our city, in the places we live uh, that could give us cause to have uh, fear, to have stress, to have anxiety. Uh, and, and this was a message in this series that we've been in, in the middle of that was planned for this day, for this time, about eight weeks ago. And so uh, I still am always amazed how God knows what we need and when we're going to need it, and then he prepares us in advance for it. So I think this is the message. I don't think, I know for certain this is the message God had for us today, uh, and he knew we would need it eight weeks ago. He knew we would need it eight years ago, um, and here we are today. So let's talk about this. We're going to read Psalm 46, and we're going to start in verse 1. It says this, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She, she shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought the desolations on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and he shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray that you speak to us through your word today. Uh, Lord, different parts of this scripture may have landed differently uh, with different ones of us, but Lord, for me, be still and know that I am God has been uh, the thing that has rung out to me day after day, all week long as we've been uh, preparing uh, this message for this morning. Lord, I pray that you'll teach us what it, know, what it, what it really means to be still and to know that you are God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So I love this definition for the word fear. Um, I, hope, I hope you'll get a, uh, fear is one of those things, we you know, I, I love definitions. Okay, here's what it says. An unpleasant emotion, which that's the funny part. <laughs> An unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or threat. I love the fact uh, that, that the, the dictionary says fear is an unpleasant emotion. I don't know if anybody really likes, I don't know, maybe people that like uh, horror movies. I like to ride roller coasters. They're a little scary. So sometimes fear uh, may not be an unpleasant emotion, but generally fear is an unpleasant emotion. And it's caused by several things. We're going to take a look at each of those today. But I want you to listen again to Psalm 46, verses 2 and 3. And also verse 6, it says this, Therefore we will not fear. And he gives a list of things we could fear about. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam at the mountains, uh, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. And then in verse 6, it says, The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. 
He utters his voice and the earth melts. And when I read that this week, I was like, wow, okay, the nation's rage. Uh, do we see some of that happening right now in our country and, and in our city and around the world? I think we do. Um, and so this isn't anything new, nations raging. Uh, the reason that uh, nations rage now uh, is new to us and it's new to this era. Um, and we're going to be talking about some of those things as the days and weeks come ahead. Um, in fact, I was, I was contacted by a community member today. Uh, just this morning, an email who wants to talk about how we can uh, work on coming together as a community and building more community uh, in, in Elmwood Park. And, and I absolutely believe that is something that we have to do. And so um, the rage of the nations is something that could be scary to us. These are things that could cause us to fear. And so we typically fear in one of these three categories, these kinds of three different areas of fear. One of them is danger. We're, we're afraid of dangerous things. We're afraid of, some of us are afraid of spiders. Uh, some of us are afraid of snakes. Some of us are afraid of wild animals. If you've ever, uh, we lived in Montana, they teach you when you hike to be uh, maybe not afraid, but, but to be very and, and take very seriously the threat of bears. And so you carry bear spray, you wear a little bell that makes noise, uh, you talk and make noise as you hike so that the, you won't run into a bear because the bears will kill you. There are things in this world that can kill us if we're not careful with them. We also find danger in natural disasters. I love the, that the scripture says uh, that, and they sound like natural disasters, don't they? We will not fear though the earth gives way, the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains swimble, uh, tremble. Uh, we see here the, this idea maybe of natural disaster, and these are things that we're afraid of. Another area that we're afraid of, things that cause fear in us, is pain. I don't know about you. I don't like pain. I'm not a, a fan of pain, although when I am in the mode of exercising and developing my body, I do, I do appreciate uh, soreness, but I don't really like pains. And I'll tell you something about myself, this, this certain kind of pain I don't like, and that is the pain from needles. I do not like needles. I'm a needle baby. Um, when we uh, were preparing 18 years ago to go overseas, we were missionaries in Poland for eight years, but you know most folks that travel overseas to, to live for an extended period of time have to go through a series of shots. And so as part of our eight-week training, about once a week or once every other week, there was shot day. And so on that afternoon, uh, the missionaries would go by family into the clinic that was on the campus where we did our training, and we would get shots and I hated that day. <laughs> Every time we would, we would go, we would get our shots, and then we would go afterwards to haagen It was kind of like a treat, like a reward. But I was a shot baby, and I always wanted somebody to hold my hand. I, I just, I don't like shots. I don't like needles. Uh, and so pain is something that we're conditioned to avoid and, and even be fearful of, and so we're, we're afraid of pain. Now, the last thing, you, you could almost argue that the last one uh, is, is an, an overarching uh, category under which the previous two may fit in under subcategories, but I called it threat or lack of control. Uh, danger falls under lack of control. Pain falls under lack of control. This last category is the big one because we don't like things we can't control. We're afraid of stuff that we have no control over. Uh, and I think that's the era and that that's the period of time that we live in right now, isn't it? 
Uh, we're afraid of, of a pandemic. We're afraid of a virus. We can't see. We can't control. We don't know where it is. We don't know where it isn't. We don't know when we're in danger of being exposed or not exposed. And so it falls into this category. Uh, the, the, the coronavirus, other illnesses uh, cause us to fear or can cause us to fear because we don't know where they are and it's very difficult to avoid them. For some of the same reasons, the events of the last two weeks may cause us to fear. Uh, for most of us, uh, we've had some fear over this. We don't know what's going to happen next. Will there be riots where I live? Uh, will uh, things be opened or closed where I live? Will, will there be more uh, events? And there have been more events where people have lost lives or have been injured uh, because of uh, different tactics and, and, and things that are going on. Uh, so we worry about these things. And we worry, and I don't know about you, I worry about the nature and, and uh, what's going to happen to our country. Are we going to be able to come together as image bearers of every color, of every race, uh, and, and find unity under Christ and move beyond racism? Are we going to be able to do that? I don't know. I pray that we will. Uh, I, I want us as a church and individuals to find ways to, to lock arms with people who want to move in that direction because I think uh, when you study Scripture in, from, from Genesis all the way to Revelation, you can see God loves everybody. God created everybody. In fact, we know in Genesis we talked about being created in the image of God. And so all human beings, male, female, black, white, and every other color created in the image of God. We're the image bearers of God. When an image bearer of God uh, is treated unjustly, we should all mourn and we should all lament. And then we see in Revelation that every tribe, every color, every language, every nation will be gathered before the throne of God. So we know that God is for all people. He created all. He loves all. And so we worry, and, and, and maybe with, with maybe we can move beyond that worry and that fear and that concern to action. But we're going to get to that. Maybe we worry something's going to happen to us now because of the racism present in our country. Maybe you are a a person who, who is experiencing racism now, and you're fearful. When things are out of our control, when things are beyond our ability to, to grasp and to control and to change and to manage, we have anxiety and we have fear. But it's clear in Scripture that fear has no place in the life of a Christ follower. So how do we get to that place? How do we get to the place where we can move beyond fear and what does that look like? So let's take a look at a couple of places. Psalm 46 gave us part of a clue to that. Psalm 46, 1 and 2 says, God is our refuge and strength. We talked about God being a refuge a couple weeks ago, so re remind yourself back to that. Think back to that. Maybe even go back uh, and listen to that message again about God being our refuge. But part of the solution to not fearing is to understand that God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. 
Therefore, we will not fear, even though all of these things happen. God is our refuge and strength. Hebrews 13 also talks a little bit about this. Let's turn over to Hebrews and see what it says. 13, 5 and 6. It says this. And the first part talks about money, but but that's not the point of our message today. But it says, keep your life free from the love of money. Be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my my helper, I will not fear, what can man do to me? And so maybe that's another subset of why we fear. Maybe we fear sometimes because we are not content. And maybe it's difficult sometimes to be content. It's difficult to be content. But God says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. The Lord is my, help, my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Uh, and maybe, maybe sometimes contentment's not the goal. Uh, when we're talking about uh, an inherent system of, of racism in our country, we shouldn't be content with that. That's not what he's talking about here. But he's talking about being content with what you have because what we have is enough. And we'll get to that again later also. I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. So how do we move beyond that fear? We see some reasons in Scripture why we shouldn't be fearful, but how do we actually make the move? Psalm 46.10, and I mentioned it today. It was mentioned in our our pre-discussion stuff on Facebook, and I know some of you went on Facebook and answered uh, and joined in. I'd encourage you guys to to keep doing that. Whether we meet in person or we don't meet in person, we're going to keep doing the pre-discussion and post-discussion stuff on Facebook. So I encourage you uh, to have those conversations with one another. Uh, and, and I get on there and I join in as well. But, but, but take a look at what it says uh, in Psalm 46.10, answering the question, how do we move beyond fear? Be still and know that I am God. This is the kind of time I would have thought maybe we would have learned how to be still. <laughs> uh, and I, I, if you got on Facebook and you went to the pre-discussion stuff today and, and read about that, uh, one of the, the questions was uh, about being still. And I actually wrote in on that one and I said, being still is very difficult for me. And, and if you ask Lydia, she would agree. Uh, I don't do well with still. But God says one of the ways we move beyond fear is by being still and knowing that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. Hebrews 13, again, if you still have that turned uh, in your Bible, just flip a page on, I have to flip a page on mine, um, to 13 verse 8, where it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There are things that we can be absolutely confident in. Uh, if we can't control current circumstances, we can't change what's happening, uh, and, and, and maybe we can even only be in limited usefulness moving forward in the future, uh, whatever you feel like that, that is for you, you can know for sure that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So no matter what happens... We can be absolutely certain that there is something we can, we can have faith in, a, a someone, 
Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the same yesterday and today and forever. And I think having that realization and having that connection with Jesus Christ, as we're going to see in a moment, that's the thing that's going to carry us through from living a life that isn't full of fear, but is instead full of faith. Now, realizing that Jesus Christ is faithful and hasn't changed, we can look at Isaiah 43, which uh, was read this morning by Ryan. I'll read it again to you. It says uh, in verses 1 and 2, but now says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. The flames will not consume you. This is a promise from the Father that if he has redeemed us, he walks with us. And that we can have a faith in a Father who loves us and carries us and cares for us. So we don't have to fear. Fear not. For I have redeemed you. I hope that you're uh, availing yourself of all the things in the resource list and you clicked on the YouTube playlist this morning and you played through some of those songs and you listened to that song, Fear Not. If you didn't, um, when we're done, uh, and maybe even if you did listen when we're done, go back to that playlist and play the song, Fear Not. It's a great testimony uh, and, and one of my favorite songs that we play and that we sing here. Psalm 56, 1 through 4, also speaks to this. And you'll note we're reading a lot of Scripture this Sunday. And, and I do that because God and, and His Word have a lot to say about this topic. So Psalm 56, verse 1 says, Be gracious to me, O God, for man tramples on me all day long, an attacker oppresses me. My enemies trample on me all day, for many attack me proudly. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. What do you do when you're afraid? I think that, that that's one of the, the big questions that I, I want you to think about today. When you're afraid, when you're fearful, what do you do? Do you fret, chew your nails, worry, stress? Do you stress eat? Uh, Whatever it is, uh, Scripture is very clear. When you're afraid, you put your trust in the Father. When you're afraid, you run to the Father. Ultimately, the answer to fear is love. 1 John, we're going to take a look at as we get ready to close up here. 1 John 4. 13 through the first part of verse 18. 1 John 4, 13, it says, By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in Him and He in God. So we have come to know and to believe that the love God, that love God, let me say that again. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because he, because as he is 
so also are we in this world. Then this first part of verse 18 says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And that's really where this message lands. That's really where every message should land every week all the time. That the answer to any question we have in life, uh, anything that we go to the Bible, uh, and, and we joke about it in, in, in Christian circles, that anytime anybody asks a question, the Sunday school answer is what? Jesus. Thank you, Jordan. The Sunday school answer is Jesus, but, but that's, that's really almost trivializing the answer because that, that is the answer. The answer to fear is love. Where does perfect love come from? It comes from a father who sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to live on this earth and to die on this earth on a cross, uh, the, the death of a, a criminal died, buried, rose again, carried my sin, carried your sin to the cross, uh, that we can find forgiveness from sin in that. That's the kind of love that Scripture says casts out fear, not love of the world, not love that you find on TV, Hallmark Channel, not love you find uh, in, 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 in our common media and movies. We're not talking about... Um, uh, Brotherly love, we're not talking about sexual love, we're not talking about any other kind of love except for perfect love. The perfect love of God is found in His gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. Scripture says uh, God so loved the world, He loved the world so much that He sent His Son, Jesus Christ. He gave His only Son that anyone, whoever would believe in Him, whoever would, would call on His name and ask to be saved, will be saved He has perfect love for us, and the perfect love of Christ casts out all fear. So what I want you to to come down to today is this. A relationship with Christ is the first and ultimate response to fear. So where does that leave us? First, uh, if you have never entered into a relationship with Jesus Christ today, you can do that. You ask you, you go before the Father, you say, Father God, uh, I've sinned against you. I have uh, done my own way and my own will. Lord, forgive me for that. I, 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 please forgive me for my sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Send Jesus Christ to be my Savior. Scripture says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and believes in their heart, God raised him from the dead, that person will be saved. All you have to do is go to the Father and ask, God, Father, save me. And he will. That's the beginning of a journey of walking with God and with Christ filled with the Holy Spirit that will help us enter into a a love relationship that will cast out all fear. Have I been, have have I heard things on the news or listened to things on the radio or or, or read things uh, in the paper in the last couple weeks or or even months that that gave me some dread? Yes. Uh, Have there been moments uh, where, I, where I maybe had some fear, where I, I felt like I didn't know what was going to happen yet, next? Yes. But the perfect love of God casts those things out. In the moments when I fear, and in the moments when you fear, you can turn to the Father and do exactly what He says. We will not fear. Be still 
and know that I am God. That's what I do when I, when I become fearful and I realize uh, something's bothering me, something's uh, happening that's, that's making me fearful. I just turn to the Father and I say, Father, <laughs> I need to be still before you. I need to hear you. I need to, to, I get out my Bible and I read some scripture and I wait for him to speak to me. And, and ultimately, he does because there's no fear in perfect love because perfect love casts out all fear. Now, I want to leave you with a challenge today. This is a challenge uh, that, that if there's anything we should have gotten good at in the last three months, it's waiting. It's being still. Uh, and I know we've talked about waiting, and I know we talked last week about uh, living in the gift of the now, um, but, but, but we're taking last week's conclusion of living in the, in the now moment, and we're, we're elevating that to an even higher uh, point by saying, in that now moment, be still and know that I am God. Uh, I did that this morning. I sat at my desk, uh, and you wouldn't think, you know, you'd think Sunday morning pastor would come in, and he'd be like, study the message. Well, I didn't study the message this morning. I studied something else. Um, I was reading out of Second Peter, and, and I'll, I'll read you a little bit of what I wrote, because the Father spoke to my fears in perfect love when I read Second Peter this morning out of chapter 1, verse 3. It says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. I love that he says that he has given us uh, a power through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and excellence. He has given us all things. He has prepared us. Uh, He has... um, thought of us. He has cared for us. He has loved for us. It is so great that he has granted us all things. You, you think about that. Everything that you have, everything that you've been granted, everything uh, uh, about who you are has been given to you and provided by a father who loves you. And it's not a love of the world. It's not a love that comes and goes or that is swayed or uh, is easily uh, shifted from from this thing to the next shiny thing. And some of us have, we, we just jump from this, oh, I love that, I love that, I love that. The, the, the Father is not that way. And when I was taking time to be still before the Lord this morning, he pointed this out to me. And he said, this is my word for you today. And he will do the same for you. That might not be his word for you today. His word for you today might be something else. But you don't know what that is until you take that time to be still and know that I am God. So whether you're fearful or not, whether things in the world have you uh, worried or not, uh, the thing I think we should have learned uh, above all other things in the last three months is how to be still and know that I am God. And so as uh, you'll, you'll get on Facebook this afternoon and you'll look at our, our post-service discussion questions, it talks uh, and challenges you once again to be still 
uh, and know that I am God. And so get on there this week and let us know how that's going. If you're struggling with it, we want to know about that as well. We want to pray for you. Send in a prayer request. Uh, Give me a phone call. Send an email. Uh, We want to be here for you. We want to walk with you. Uh, If you've never met Jesus Christ and you want to know the one whose perfect love will cast out all fear uh, and you want somebody to walk you through that and walk with you as you ask him to uh, to save you, call me. Give me a phone call. Give me a text. Give me a, an email. Let me know uh, because we want to walk with you in this time. And we want you to, to arrive at the place where you can say um, that there is no fear because perfect love has cast fear out of your life. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for what uh, your scripture means to us. And Lord, um, I, I pray that you continue to teach us how important your word is, not in a, an educational sense or a, a, a knowledge improvement kind of sense, but Lord, that it speaks to our lives and that it changes our hearts and that it moves us in a different direction. Lord, I pray that you'll teach us to see what you see. And to feel what you feel as you look at our world and you see the brokenness and you see the hurt and you see the shame and you see the sin. Lord, help us to feel what you feel when you see that. And Lord, whether or not this morning uh, we have asked you to save us, Lord, all of us come before you again this morning and ask for forgiveness. Lord, forgive us where we failed you this week. Forgive us where we have failed you uh, and where we have failed um, our friends and our neighbors and the people that live around us. Lord, forgive us where we have failed. Lord, we know that you welcome us back anytime we come to you and we have sinned, that you will forgive us and that you will wash us and you will cleanse us, and then you will set us free anew to serve and to love. And so, Lord, we come to you today and ask for your forgiveness. Lord, teach us what it means to be still. Teach us what it means, Lord, to be content. Teach us to live in the now. For we pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to close with a benediction from Romans uh, 11. It's a little bit long, but I, I really love it. It's verses 33 to 36, and it says this, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be the glory forever. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys.